it's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch up. And welcome back to another episode of No Silly's Podcast with your host. Now, nah, fuck that with your low, Glasses Malone. Okay, I need you to be honest this episode. I'm always honest, bro. Nah, because sometimes you be, you have to kind of like, like, uh. Well, I, I would not say anything derogatory towards my um, soulmate. And, um, cause I, I don't have- want you to say anything derogatory about anybody. I don't even like to turn derogatory, like um, because I think it's like chicken shit. It's like if it's the truth, know. like if it's the truth, we should be able to express it. Feel me in a in a in a um in a manner that's not meant to be, you know, shitty. But like if somebody is five foot one and you say, "Hey, you're short," because they have a you know a dislike for the fact of them being short doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to say, hey, you short. Because they don't like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But um, I do believe at the same token that um, we are trained We are trained mentally from the time we're kids to not hurt people's feelings, right? Sure. I agree with that for sure. So I think sometimes um, rather than telling people the truth, we kind of admit the facts a little bit and kind of embellish some certain things a little bit. Like, you know how you see the girl that may have lost a few pounds and she's talking about it like, hey, I lost so much weight and she's twirling around and you still think you're here like, damn, you're still fat as fuck. Well, uh, again, it's like somebody was asking me, they said, you know what, you're nice. And I'm like, no, I'm not nice. I'm kind. Mm-hmm. And then somebody told me, you're rude. I said, no, I'm not rude. I'm cruel. Right? It's, and they're different. Right? And cruel in the sense that when we're having a verbal exchange, whenever we're talking, I'll tell you what I honestly think. And I'm not telling it with intentions of hurting your feelings, but I'm also not going to not tell you the truth because it's hurting your feelings. Well, the thing is, G, ever since I've known you, we going on 20 some years, you've always been brutally honest. Yeah. And I think that's more the thing I think you're brutally honest. I remember, and I never will forget one day, I always laugh about this with Christopher who's my son. Uh, I remember one day we was driving down the street and she wagged us. Oh, son is Chris Steele that's got signed to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so let's just put the extras on it. Let's put the truth on it. Go so ahead. we were riding down. This is when you stayed downtown. We was in there listening to your album, right? We were listening to Glass House, I think. Uh, and you smelled something. You get like this. You said, I smelled something. Still, did you brush your teeth this morning? And I looked at you. I said, this motherfucker just told me my breath smelled like shit. I did but not. But you kept... 
You know, you did. You said, still, did you brush your teeth this morning? I was, I went like this. I said, damn. I said, no, it's not me, bro. You said that, though. Yeah, I, I just asked because I figured, like, we brothers, feel me? So why would I not be able no, to? No, I wasn't tripping. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm asking because I do have toothpaste and toothbrush, and I don't mean it negatively. Like, you know, none of us is perfect. But th the point I was saying is, um, I was listening to uh, Lil Baby's Baby Mom. She, it was on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And she said something to the equivalent of men don't value or appreciate women like they did in the 80s or 90s. And I thought that was a bit strange, right? Because I thought to myself, um, I was like, damn, that's that's a thought. And I was explaining this to my, my people, Nia. I was telling my homegirl, Nia, I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, she was like, do you think that men value women like they did in the 80s and 90s? And I'm like, what's really valuable about modern women? Well, you know what? I always laugh when people say that and they act like that back during that time period it wasn't shitty things happening. You know, it was men cheating on their wives back then. Men were cheating on their wives in the 1950s when America was so-called at its purest. I think people have always been people and some people make choices now. It, and at the end of the day, what do you determine as value? Like, when somebody says you value somebody, like, how you can you make that determination? It's like I value my wife. I think appreciation is worth more than is the same thing as value. Do I appreciate my wife a great deal? Yeah, I, I value her a great deal. I value my wife, but that doesn't mean that she's not going to do some shit I don't like sometimes. And and not even that, right? So no ceilings, GL. Peter is somewhere in Los Angeles. We got to do a live podcast on Thursday, so he's not here right now. He's going to talk shit. I got my big brother, no ceilings resident guest and, and podcaster extraordinaire and on the verge of becoming a millionaire, my big brother still. Hey, so, right? so and I want to say something right now. Gee, now you want to talk about people that don't value stuff. You have a certain segment of your fan base that seems to get irked when I come on this motherfucker. <laughs> because I don't I want to tell that particular base of people. I get some people that like it. For all you people out there that have complaints about me, I'm going to tell you something right now. You know what you do? You can fast forward my parts until you hear Glasses ass talking. Fast forward my parts. I'm even going to allow your punk ass to listen to me today. You, I'm not going to grace you with my presence. Now that I got that off my chest, because I see these little cocky, arrogant motherfuckers. I don't like Steele when he's on there. He does. He's an ogre. He doesn't add value to the conversation. <laughs> Oh, critical motherfuckers. I don't get a million dollars in podcasts. Nah, dude, that was... me, man. Fuck y'all. Nah, dude, we be having some dope conversations. We always have. But no, so I was asking her, and I, so I asked me, I said, well, what's valuable about a modern-day woman? And you could tell she got so mad. And I'm like, it's just an honest question. And she said, well, what's not valuable? She said, you know, uh, she was like, um, well, what's not valuable? I said, well, if we talk about modern day women, right? Mm -hmm. Culturally trending is, you know, plastic surgery. So it makes me feel like, right? When you see somebody, like I, I know people who have done surgery on themselves, plastic surgeries, BBLs, nose jobs, whatever, right? The whole ordeal, breast implants, whatever. And um, I always notice like, you have to really not like yourself. And so when I was telling her that, she was like, no, you don't have to really not like yourself. And I'm like, yes, you do. Like, you have to not like yourself. Like, right? Every human being is insecure about something that they look at in the mirror, right? But the separation is the people who decide to live with it and embrace it, you know, find a way to, to understand the beauty in the, in the difference of that. And I was just listening to her. And I always say this to my uh I always say this to my people, to my nieces, different people. And I say, man, like, like that whole culture right now where like we know who people's baby mothers are. Not we don't know who people's wives are. Like, like at one time we used to know who people's wives were. Like, right? I knew who people were married to if they were like I know who Cookie is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Magic's wife. Exactly. Like Anita. 
Mm -hmm. Right. I knew who Juanita Jordan was like you had to be married. I didn't know, you know, Magic Johnson's baby moms for me. And we're in a climate today to where I am entirely too aware of who other people's baby mother are. And, and it's like I know who little baby's baby mother is. Right. And I'm like. I don't know her for no talent. I don't know her because she's a great singer. I don't know her because she's a great fashionista. I know her who she is because little baby is a very talented rapper and he has a baby with her. And I'm listening to her give her opinion on how men value women. And I'm thinking to myself, cause like, not only should I not be listening to this person, you know, like everybody deserves to be heard, but I shouldn't be listening. But then I thought about it and I'm like, it's obvious this young lady got a BBL. She hadn't even grown into her full woman body, right? And she don't realize how that's going to affect her future going forward. But I just started thinking about like, what's value? If you don't, like immediately what pulls back is if you don't value yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I realized women in the past, now maybe they would have got plastic surgery if it was simpler, if it was easier as it is today, right? It's much easier today. It's not easy, but it's much easier today and it's much more affordable. Well, I think women in general, bro, women in general, you have to understand their dynamic, first of all. Women spend so much time worried about what other people think of them versus what they think about themselves, right? And if you, and the point is, when you said that, right, that's mm-hmm. going to cause an uproar. And and it's the truth. Everything, everything about their actions say that's true, but because there is no you know, action dictionary to say that this means this outside of the certainties. So even them getting plastic surgeries and BBLs, right, don't mean that they are unhappy with who they are. Like, it doesn't have to mean that, even though well, they're usually getting smart money, money says else. that's what it means. Yeah, smart money they, says that's what it means. They're getting, you know, usually if a woman goes out and gets some, um, now I'm not talking about a breast reduction. Sometimes women get breast reductions for health. Sure, for health. You know, they, you know, for health. So, Back when I see the girl and they go out and get these balloons implanted into their ass, right? And they come out and their body, they look like ants. You can tell that their body physio their physiology doesn't permit them. They're not supposed to have that. You know, how you see a girl, she may be five two and her hips are rounded like this, and then she got this little waist, and then you see her boobs and stuff, they look like ants. They, you know so, what I mean? So <laughs> they don't look right, bro. They look like ants. But but I, I think and I was explaining this to some of my other people and I was like, the problem with women is and it's not women. The problem with human beings are is how shallow they see beauty. Right. Beauty. Yeah. Beauty is becoming. I think we talked about it in a conversation about beauty standards before. But beauty is becoming this monolithic thing like this is the traditional look of a bad bitch. You feel me? This is the traditional look. And I was thinking about it, right? Like when I was a kid, you know what I mean? In the 80s, like, right? You remember the 70s. The 70s is before me. But the 70s wasn't the baddest woman like Pam Greer, like Foxy Brown. Yeah, like Pam Greer. Like she was like Brown. probably the most beautiful woman to y'all, See, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what it was, G. And I was a little kid in the 70s, so I don't remember a whole lot about the 70s. I do remember like the tail end of the 70s, like when I was eight, nine years old, 79. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing back then, people had a, a natural beauty back then. They didn't wear all the makeup. They wore afro for the most part, or they would tie their hair back in a ponytail, right? Mm-hmm. But they were profoundly, they were beautiful, right? It's like the thing right now is that we're over consumed with content right now, right? So everybody's looking at their Instagram. You'll see a woman that be flicking the Instagram. They're looking at other women and they're judging themselves based on how these other women look who might have had. She don't know. She's looking at Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian used to be ugly. Like if you saw pictures of her, I'm not ugly. ugly. She wasn't ugly. She She looked like every girl running around Burbank and Glendale. Yeah, exactly. She looked like a normal average Burbank and Glendale girl. Burbank and Glendale girl. So she got that stuff and she probably, you know, she has extensions in her hair. A lot of that is not her real hair. So they've been through a lot. And you got a person at home whose husband might be making $60,000 a year. They may have a job where they make a 40. And they look at these women that that had million dollar surgeries and thinking like, okay, this is my comparison. This is what I want to be because they may catch you 
taking a glimpse of somebody else. So now they feel inferior to that person. So therefore, they want to change up things. When in your mind, you're thinking, I like you just the way you are. You better not go do shit to yourself. Um. Yeah, yeah. But even moving out of that space of, you know, where kind of estimating what they think, because the reality is we'll never get what they really think. They, you know, what I mean, they just ain't going. Oh, they, no. they're, they're not going to be forthcoming with that type of information. Well, men are doing it, too. I promised I wouldn't say anything because my homeboy had to sign a you know non-disclosure agreement. But it's a well-known basketball player who just went and got his second penis implant. And he, you got to keep in mind, the implants he's getting cost twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a pop. The procedure he's getting, right? So the dude took his pecker, I guess, from him having a seven-inch pecker, I guess, because I don't know about pecker. So, you know, I don't know. This is what I've just been told, right? He had a seven-inch pecker at first. He wanted a nine-inch pecker, right? So they gave him nine inches. The doctor told him, he said, now, this is going to take a while to do it. He didn't recommend it. He recommended he only got an inch, right? He said, well, you know, you're average size right now. Why do you want to get this? Well, I just want to have a bigger penis, right? Then he came back for another one a year later, right? And says he wants to get 12 inches. Now, I will say this. He was married to one of the Kardashians. <laughs> so, you know, they pussy's probably deep as motherfucking deep as Atlantis, right? And... So he's judging his performance in his swipe game based on this girl, and he's feeling like he's not fulfilling her needs, right? But he might be fine to the average, to, to the average other, you know, another female, right? So he's basing his self-esteem on what she wants or what she said, or he probably just feels that way in his mind. He probably feel like a sheen howling and screaming when he knocked her down and he's not doing his job. But I wouldn't give a damn. I ain't no way in the world I'm going up and everybody somebody cut on my penis, on my manhood. Yeah, that would be tough to compromise the feeling. I wouldn't give a damn. I, it would be entirely too much about somebody else. Like, may, like if I get four inches and it requires me to feel less, but somebody else to feel better, I wouldn't do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. And plus, they say with those surgeries, you do lose some feeling. I would imagine so because you're taking your natural self and getting shit injected into it. And then my thing is this. I think when people go out and get these surgeries, they don't think about the long-term effects. It's like this. We are naturally, as human beings, supposed to age and die. That's it. I for damn sure don't look like I did when I was 25 years old. I give my wife credit. My wife had three of my children, man. She's always kept her weight in order. My wife still got a good figure. She's not looking all funny. I see some of these women walking down the street our age, and they look like Milton Frosty Snowman. <laughs> you know, they get sagging everywhere, but... The thing is, that's time. It's a progression. My gut is hanging over my belt buckle. Now, I don't look nowhere near like I did when I was in my 20s, but that's a progression. I want the woman I went to progress with me. I don't need you because my thing is this. These people get these plastic surgeries. When they turn 60, 70 years old, they still have certain features on their face, like their nose may be plastic or whatever, right? They look yeah. funny. It's like you, we have to use, we have to be happy with what God gave us. And if somebody don't accept that, man, fuck them. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me ask you a question. How important is beauty? Well, I'm going to tell you something, man. I had this conversation. I've been fortunately married over 30 years, right? I really think, you know, when you first meet somebody, gee, they're young, they're vibrant, right? And y'all growing together, right? You still see that person as the same. If you really love that woman, you still see her as that same young, vibrant girl. Y'all just growing together, right? It's like, I think, I feel my wife is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Like, I'm sure you do yours too, right? Yeah. We're supposed to feel that way. And if you don't feel that way about your wife, then maybe something wrong, you know? But it's that's, that's such a shallow pretense just to get with somebody over beauty. You don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have married no ugly ass woman. But at the same token, I'm with a woman that's attractive to me. I don't give a fuck this if is, don't nobody else like her. This is my thing though, right? Um... I think it's a very minute word because you meet somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Beauty is kind of from this shallow perspective. Yeah, it is. It's very right? shallow. Not completely, but yes, most of the time it's from a shallow perspective. And if you hung on that actual simple perspective, feel me, that beauty fades. Mm-hmm. Now, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they don't look good, but it's different to not have something versus having something. Like people probably thought Bentley's is the greatest car in the world to somebody who had it. It's just a car. It's it's all about how somebody else feel about it. Um, and that's why it's important that a woman's beauty, you know, be be like skin deep. It's internal. You know what I mean? Because then like you have to shine from the inside out consistently. You know what I mean? Because everything on the outside, no matter what, changes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was just saying that to say that it's like you have people who, you know, and I'm not a big fan of, of, I feel like I love what Charlamagne and them be talking about mental health, but I definitely think it's starting to be a bit, you know, a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's such a very vast and general concept, you know what I mean? That it, it really don't have an end, but I appreciate that concept when it comes to this, because you have so many women trying to, like a girl told me, fix something that they feel is broken, right? But what's broken is how they their brain sees it. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. You remember when um, Biggie first introduced Junior Mafia, right? Sure. I thought look, Kim was a beautiful black woman. I thought yeah, she was too. a good looking girl. I think, you know, I look at her now and she looks like Madam. You remember that puppet Madam? No. <laughs> Let me show you right now. Hold on. Yeah. Look, Kim look like a madam now. And, it, and it's kind of like, you know, I, I think people, man, they, they look at society, the, the standard that society sets forth for beauty, right? And they, I think it fucks with their head, bro. Let me ask you a question. Is a woman who makes a lot of money more valuable than a woman who doesn't? No, not necessarily. I think in their own mind. See, some people place values on the most primitive things, G. Okay, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, let's let's just focus on women, right, with, with value mm-hmm. when it comes to that, right? Like, would you value a woman taking care of you? Do you think you could value that? Like, let's say if Maria hits the lotto and she mm-hmm. makes $200 million, mm-hmm. 
do you would you value her buying the house, buying you a car, buying you clothes, buying you trips? Would you value that? Even though that's been your wife of 20 plus years, right? Oh, she decides she want to take care of me now? Yeah, do you think that would be valuable? Hell, motherfucking yeah. I wouldn't, you know what the thing is, I wouldn't be with her just for that, but if she tell me I want you to kick back, I'm the breadwinner now, I wouldn't have no problem with that. What time you want dinner made when you come home? I don't believe that. Now, if she don't get me wrong, I wouldn't stop doing what I do now. Don't That's get it twisted. Let's say she said, I don't want you to do what you do anymore. Well, shit, if she making $200 million, I would say, you know what? This is, I don't do what I do just for money. It's financially rewarding, but I do this what because I say, love it. I don't want you to do nothing. I just want you to wait on me hand and foot. Uh, no, that wouldn't work. Right, because it's something inside of you that, that has to go out and build, right? It's, it's, it's like a wire. So women having financial benefits really is not valuable to a whole man. You know what I mean? A W-H-O-L-E, like a a complete man, you know, as complete as you can before you find your woman, right? I don't know if that's really valuable. Like, still, I think, like, I, you know, you cook, nigga, like a, like a, like an old southern slave lady. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. keep cracking, and and you know, you decent. You, you, you know, I seen you clean up behind yourself. You clean decent. You know, I just couldn't see you just waiting hand and foot. I don't give a damn what Maria got. I just couldn't see it. It, it don't. It's not you. Oh God. That's madam right there. She oh, go. Let me go take back. This off, man. That's not cool. That's madam. That's how look him look right now. Okay, go fire your shit up. Yeah, she went from being, you know, and I and I'm not giving Kim a hard time, man. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. And she does kind of favor that. I'm not giving her a hard time. No, sure, sure. I'm not giving her a hard time, man, but but that's how you know I think she's turned herself into that man. And I yeah, and, and I just genuinely think now I could be wrong. But I just cannot believe this is not true. Somewhere along the line, growing up, it wasn't enough people telling her, you're beautiful. And then as she got older, men did things to her to make her question how beautiful she was. Now, that don't mean I'm That's bad. exactly what it is. Because, no, G, what happens is people have situations in their life that mess with their self-esteem. It all comes down to people's self-esteem. Because I'm going to tell you what I see. And that's what I love about our people. Man, we got so much flavor, right? You would see a big girl walking down the street or going to the club, right? She dressed to the nines, got her nails did, and got her um, her pumps on. And you can't tell her she ain't fresh to death because she yeah. feels good by herself. And yet, and still on, this, on another spectrum, you have this woman that's heavy set that feels like shit, right? Because some man don't call her fat. Some dude that she loves. And usually what happens is... It's not that women give a damn about just a regular man's opinion about them. Somebody that they love and admire or somebody that they like, sure. if they cutting them down, dude, it does something to their psyche and their self-esteem. Yeah. yeah. I you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. let's say if you got a sister and she heavy set and you always call her fat, that's going to bother her to a certain extent and it's going to carry on in her life even if she never says anything about it. It's all about people's esteem. And that's how we, we are pretty much programmed from the time we children with certain innate traits, right? Like you have some mothers who starve their daughters or you getting fat. So don't eat that. And the girls ain't fat. It's like, my whole thing is this, bro. I've never done that with none of my children. They are who they are meant to be. If they're a little on the heavy side, that's what it is. Now, when it comes to health, I get my family stay on my ass, man. You know, Maria, if I go in there trying to buy ding-dongs and cakes and ice cream, Oh, by the time we get to the checkout line, all that shit is gone. She don't put that shit somewhere. She's like, no, you're not about to have no stroke in here. Not on my watch. But that's love, though, right? Sure. It's not that she's telling me, oh, you too no, fat. She, she want to keep you around. around. She want to keep you know, ass around. Maria got my, see, I could walk three miles every night now. You know what I do? What I do with my wife, we walk three miles, dude. First, it was kind of a hit where it was a lot of wear and tear on my knees, though. But I actually am feeling better now. So before I get this surgery, I will have lost some weight. And I'd be cool and I'd probably recover faster, you know, just because of my wife. But she's not telling me to go walk on oh, your fat ass right now. Go walk. Some people just naturally big. Like, gee, me and you are naturally big people. Mm -hmm. I know you work out. You work out like you're a professional athlete. You in boxing. You're doing all this stuff. But you are never going to be that skinny dude wearing tight ass jeans and a tight ass t-shirt to weigh 160 mm -hmm. pounds. That's just not good. Just to be healthy. That's it. I just need to be healthy. I just, and that's what I we need to do, dog. We need to stop letting people mess with our self-esteem.
Because if a person is cutting you down like that, man, they're not, they don't really love you. Ladies, if you out there listening and if you got a man at home that's always critiquing you and body shaming you and all that shit, tell that motherfucker to eat his own dick and walk out the house on his ass. I agree. The right man is going to work with you. Mm-hmm. He, gonna, he ain't going to tell you, take your fat ass to the gym. He's going to be like, let's go to the gym or let's go to the park. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you, she, my, 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 my mama was a heavy set woman. Yeah, but my mom was too. But but before we even say that, that goes into how men feel about themselves because they really only come and regurgitate how they feel about themselves and then place it onto women. Yeah, that's important to know. Like, you know, sometimes women become men's punching bag, you know, and sometimes women becomes men punching bag. Like right now, you can have women on social media looking at this bullshit life that niggas' baby mamas is selling them. You know I mean different people, baby mamas are selling them like this, this glamorous life, and they really selling you a lie to get your money mm-hmm. and, to your you feel, and to make you feel bad. I was talking to a dude yesterday on Clubhouse. Um, and he <clears throat> we were talking about the state of, of 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 the black ghetto, you know, where we at in these urban street, you know, corners, these urban street cultures. And I was expressing to him, um, like, yeah, man, like our, our black elite has to do better. Like that's the catch. Our black elite has to do better. And to listen to him explain to me how like, oh, no, they doing, you know, they 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 first generation millionaires, you know, leave them alone and we got to do it ourselves. It, it just made me think we're like like we're in a time where we really are worshiping like celebrated people as a celebrity, whether it's a D list, E list, whatever celebrity I am, I can never allow people to truly celebrate me. Like I will never, it's so hard for me to reference people as a fanatic of me, fan of me, right? And only because I feel like I see myself in every person, you know what I mean? Breathing air. So it's like, honestly, like, yay. And this is one of the things I love about yay is like, if you're a fan of me, you got to be a fan of yourself because I'm inside of us, every person that listens to my music. So maybe you're not a gangbanger, but maybe you read books. Maybe you don't read books. Maybe you're a gangbanger. Maybe, you know, one of my perspectives of how I live my life, I feel like isn't every human that listens to my music. And that's really where they connect that. Exactly. But the, the, the point, it, it, what was bothering me, like I said, is just the value part. And I was thinking to myself, like, do we really did we really value women from the 80s and 90s more? And I, I, I think because they prided themselves as being kind of how we see women from its root, right? Womb, like a womb man, like a, a womb man, a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like a nurturer. You know what I'm saying? So I think women in the 80s and 90s, like, you know, um, fancied themselves as more of nurturers versus the modern woman fancies herself as a gatherer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I've heard a lot of times they'd be like, oh, well, you know, men ain't getting it like that, so I got to go get it. And it's like, well, I respect that if that's, you know, your your experience, but there's no value to that. I've never met a woman and thought, oh, she making money. I want to hit. Like, I don't see Oprah and be like, oh, I want to hit that. I've never saw Oprah and thought I wanted to hit that. Mm-hmm. Feel me? I don't care what money she got. Like, it don't work for me that way. And I genuinely don't feel like it works for a whole man that way. Like, you have to look at a woman, you know, the, the most beautiful parts of them, the most valuable parts of them is the nurturing part, right? Exactly. It's nurturing your brain, whether it's nurturing your children, whether it's nurturing your body with nutrition, whatever it is nurturing, that's the most valuable part. And I think they're, again, why is irrelevant? Because we'll have a conversation of why women are being like this. But the fact that, like, they are getting further away, right, culturally away from nurturing. So you know what the problem problem is, G? And I'm going to tell you what happened, right? Yeah. We went through a period in this country to where we had grandmothers, we had generations of people at one time around people right so they kind of kept that in order right like you would have the grandmother she would teach it her daughter hey when you sit down the dress cross your legs right um you have that mother then spray that down to her daughter 
what that turned into was the grandmother staying in the house with the mom, the dad is gone, and they have a pity party. So that grandmother, she's miserable because the man left her for somebody else and left, and she has this daughter and these kids that she's raising. She can't stand the son because he reminded her of the dude that walked out the door on her, right? Mm -hmm. And the daughter hears this woman complain all day about men, so now you're raising this bitter person before they even get into it. So she has this, this thing for men kind of coming up. So when she starts dating, she's automatically expecting, oh, this dude is going to leave. He's not shit. So they wonder why they can't keep a man and it's them. It's not their beauty. It's not nothing. It's them because they have low self-esteem. So what they're doing, they're projecting their problems and their issues on, on them people. And that's what happens with people in society today. People like to project their issues on the youth. So if they're not feeling good about themselves, they go do all they can to cut you down. It's almost like these guys that are on the internet now. I swear to you, if I'm not into something, I don't watch it. I don't leave a comment. I don't do nothing. I'm not pressing the like button. I might love your content and I may hit a like on it, right? But if I don't like it, I'm not going to go on there every day and say, hey, this sucks. The only reason I watch this show is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And yeah, it's niggas like is hated. niggas is hated. They committed to hating. And it's like this. And you say, like, I had this one dude that sent a message every day to us. And I finally told him one day, and yet here you are. Once again, you just left it at that. Well, only reason I watched the show is because of eight. I said, and that's fine. That means I did my job by casting him in this role. <laughs> so you get people that like to project, and the worst thing we can do as men, women, whoever, is start projecting that stuff back to them because it's an exercise in futility, right? Those people are very warped people. They have a warped mind. They have low self-esteem and they have issues that they want to blame everybody else for. It's kind of like um, women can cut men down to, to where, have you ever had a homeboy who was just beat down all the time? His wife is always comparing him to something man, else. Man, I got a homie like that. I'll be feeling so bad for him, man. And they have this, and that's what I would tell everybody. If you're at home, that's a form of abuse, and that's the worst type of abuse. If you're sitting down just mentally cutting people out, you got people that cut their kids down. You got people that cut their spouses down. You got people that just, that's what they are because they don't feel good about themselves. That's not an issue with me. That's not an issue with you. It's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with them. And if you're marrying somebody or deciding, you know, to be in this committed relationship with a person that you pretty much from the sound of things you can't stand, something is wrong. Something is wrong because I think when you truly love somebody, Gene, you take them for the best or worst. If I was to go out and get in an accident and my eye and I mess around and look like Debo, I look like Tiny Lister, my wife ain't going nowhere. She loves me for who I am. Just like if something happened with her, God forbid, I would still be with her. That's my wife. It's way more deeper than just skin deep. You, know, you understand what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it has to. Mm -hmm. Do you worship the ground that your wife walks on? I wouldn't say it's worship. I feel good about her and I'm proud of her. I'm proud to have her for the woman that she is. I wouldn't say worship. I don't worship nobody but God. But yeah, I, I love her. That was I, weird. They was, somebody was saying that to me. They was like, well, do you think men worship women in the 80s and 90s? And I'm like, I hope not. I don't think so. Gee, I think it was a time, like I said, I, I think our with all this technology we have, I think it's kind of made us dumber as human beings. We became way more, you know, we, you know, instead of getting smarter and advanced. Far smartphones, we getting dumber, huh? Yeah, because you know what I had to teach my kids and I make sure they know. I taught all my kids how to read a map. Because my thing is this, like I told him, I said, these satellites go out one day. Y'all not even going to go out and get, know how to get out of state. Man, I always laugh and shit. My dad taught me how to read a Thomas guy. You should, dog, because at one time, you know, in my former life, I was a salesman, right? Sure. So when I got my first sales job, dog, they used to give you a big briefcase and a Thomas guy. You had to yeah. find yourself around L.A. So if I had to know my route in the bank, so you memorize your route by heart, right? So I had a certain amount of stores. I had stores in South Central. Inglewood, Hawthorne, and certain parts of downtown, right? Mm -hmm. So I would go to all these different liquor stores, man, and I had to learn how to use a Thomas guy because it wasn't no, even that was just maybe 16, 17 years ago. 
It wasn't no hitting the, you know, we had cell phones then, but it wasn't no hitting your thing and finding a map to go somewhere. The best you can get to that dog is um, going to, onto the one program. I forget it. You would go on this one website and put the address in, and it would give you turn by turn directions. I think that was the precursor to what we have now, right? But we have to learn certain stuff. If anything, technology has made us intellectually lazy. Sure. And I think that's what it is. Me and Head, Head feels like people are incapable of learning. And I just feel like people are too lazy to learn. Oh, that's laziness because I'm going to tell you this. Like, I remember Jasmine was telling me one day she was crying. That's my daughter. You know, since my daughter, this is when she was um probably six. She, now, she's going to elementary school. She wanted a phone. Of course, she wanted a phone because her brother. Sure, that's what the thing is. She wanted one. Christopher had him a little boost mobile at the time, right? You know, I bought, I got Jasmine one of them phones to where she can just call me and her mom. It had two buttons on there. My number was programmed to number one. Her mom was programmed to number two. You know, she was so upset, G. She was like traumatized. She cried, Dad, this phone is ugly. How can a phone be ugly? A phone is a tool. Yeah. And these kids, you if you ask the average person today to put their cell phone down for a week, they would lose their mind. There was a time, see, we only had a house phone. Sure. If somebody wanted to catch you, you know, you 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 old enough to remember that era, right? Hell yeah. You know, Should the way house phones all through the 80s and cell phones. I remember only so many people had brick phones. My mom had a a car phone in her car in the in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. Early 90s, she had a car phone. But yeah, like pretty much house phones the whole time till like the mid nineties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what, man? And it's like I remember, you know, my mom. Like I told you, my mom. You know, she's lost weight since then. But my mom was a heavy set woman, right? My mom was always a good cook. My mom was like one of those real down home southern Midwestern moms. You know, she made sure we had food. It might not have been necessarily. Um, we weren't exactly eating. Um, you know, steak and you know, uh, what, and you know, shrimp and lobster and wagyu beef. No, it it might have been a type of a pot of beans with a tin of cornbread, of um, you know, buttermilk cornbread. And I think I told you the other day, I got so tired of eating that stuff, man. But now I miss it. And see, you know, I eat at the best steakhouses I've had. You know, the best food in the world, right? But nothing still compares to that pot of beans with the neck bones in it, bro. And that pot of cornbread, right? That tin of cornbread, right? Because it was cooked with love, and that was what my mom could afford at the time. And, and I look back on it now. My mom, and, you know, my mom, and my stepdad did a great job. We ate every night. We pretty much got most of the things we wanted. Christmas time, you know, I was excited. We would get Atari. You know, I had the ColecoVision. I always had the video games. They did the best that they could. And I think now, man, that our kids, I think, and I was talking to my wife about this one day. I think we do our children a disservice by trying to, and I don't think it's loving them too much, but trying to buy love. buy love and display affection with, oh, I gave you this, I gave you money. Your kid don't give a shit about that. They care about attention, getting attention, right? Because um, what we're doing is we're raising a bunch of um, a bunch of people who are very condescending, a bunch of people who have these expectations that they just go get something just because they're here. Just because you're breathing air don't mean you deserve something. Yeah, true. You understand what I mean? So I think we became we've become very trivial as a society. We've become um, to where that's why the divorce rate is so high. People marry people for the wrong reasons. They meet a girl. Oh, I met this bad bro. Or I met this nigga that got this going on. But they meet these people, and before they know it, they married because they married them for the wrong reasons. And you're not supposed to spend your marriage's time with getting to know somebody. Of course, there's going to be a period of discovery to where when you marry somebody, I don't care unless you live with them for a few years, bro. When you've just been dating somebody, you decide to move in with them and get married, you are going to find things out about that person that you may not have necessarily know. You may come home to your wife one day and her hair may be looking like mine. You like, damn, whatever that long ass man in the air. Or nowadays, the way shit is, you may be even talking to your husband. And one day you he come out the shower and his head is like mine, he bald, right? Because people, we've made so many advances in society, but yet most of those advances are real, just asinine, almost stupid. Like they gee, they have a male hair piece. It went from a male hair piece now to where if I wanted to get a fade right, I could do that now. See, if I wanted to come in, you'll see me tomorrow. Now you see me now with my big black ball head, right? 
and you saw me next week and I had my hairline down here and had this and you could and it looked real, you would look at me like something was wrong with me, wouldn't you? <laughs> Probably so. Definitely. You know, we are, yeah, we are afraid of being who we are supposed to be, who God intended us to be. I'm not going to go get no penile implants. I'm not putting no hair on my head. If it's not good enough to the way I am, then sayonara. Let me ask you a better question. I'm going to ask you these last two questions, then we're going to wrap it up because I don't want to drag this on. Um, what do you think you appreciate about Maria? Like, straight up, don't don't brown nose. Oh, no, I'm going to be real. Just let me tell you what it means first. Mm-hmm. It's recognize the full worth of. So outside of her being a wife, right, a quality wife, what about her do you recognize the full worth of? Were you like, damn, this right here is unbelievable. Her sense of family. That's I'm dope. talking about this woman loves her family. I'm talking about me and her children. Like to where she would fight a bear. She would fight a bear for her family. You feel what I mean? Yeah. I've had times, G, to where I wasn't doing the best, though. And my wife held me down. She didn't make me feel like shit doing it. You know, as she did that, right? I feel like my wife has my back unconditionally. That's her biggest attribute right there is her That's love of her family. Okay. It's, it's her family. Okay. Now, what about, so I, I, that's actually a dope ass answer. That's a super valuable thing. Okay. What about, what do you respect and not respect in the nigga way, like how we talk when we say our oh, nigga respect, because respect in our community and our culture is usually rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, but where is the most like the thing you admire, the quality? So, so you 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 appreciate the full worth of her con, the full worth of how she sees family. But mm-hmm. what is the ability or the quality that you have a deep admiration for? Um, the fact that she doesn't deal with everything in emotions on, on an emotional level. And that's rare in a woman. Mm. My, my wife strictly deals with situations by logic. Don't like, get me like, wrong. What do you, so respect is like, like you regard this in approval. Like you approve this. Like, like you like, yeah, that is it. Right, that approval. Like yeah, she tells approval. the truth, and she's truthful. You know, my kids sometimes they come to me whining. Oh, my mom is so mean. No, she's not mean. She's going to tell you the truth. If she care, if she don't give a damn about you, she's not going. She do carry on, do what you do. That's on you, right? But if she cares for you, she's going to be honest. Do you think? Do you think some women lie to their significant other and family? Oh, yeah, way too much all the time. I think because, again, we're going back to where people want to keep up appearances. Mm. That's why you have the family. It's like what you said when you first started this conversation. It's um, they are entirely too concerned about everybody else's opinion. It's literally, we used to have a saying back in the day. I used to always have hear my parents say they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? Yeah. You have people in this country, G, that are living in places like that they can't afford, right? Literally, to where they may be making pretty good money. You may have a husband that's making a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? You may have a wife that doesn't work or whatever, for whatever reason. He wants her to stay at home, or he wants her to be this housewife. But really, they can't afford it. They could afford it if he decided. Well, maybe, maybe I can't afford to live in. Uh, in the valley, right? Maybe I can't afford to live in this part of town, right? Maybe if I went and got a crib over here, it would be better off, right? But no, he's making $100,000 a year, but he's spending $170,000 a year to maintain a lot. From driving a car that he can't really afford, to living in the house that he can't afford, to sending his children to a school that he can't afford, all to appear to his peers who may have that money or may have that, you know, be able to finance that lifestyle they live in, He's trying to keep up with them in order to be acceptable to them. At least that's what he thinks in his mind instead of him being honest and saying, you know what, man, I didn't, I shouldn't have bought that crib. Um, I, I shouldn't have bought that crib because of the Kodo. I maybe should have moved to Cerritos or Lakewood. You follow what I'm saying? 
But do you think that's for his peer? I think women. I think men do things for their for women, not for. They do. If, you know, it, it's all optics, bro. But it's not from a pure place, right? If I if I go out and decide to buy a new house, G, right? I'm going to get a house that's good for me and my family. Now, if you like it and you come over and see this is a nice house, that's cool. But if you come over and say, man, I don't like this and that, I'm going to respect your opinion. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to care because this world we live, you ain't got to sleep over here. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.